again from Gab and Grow. As you know, we're a little podcast about the resources, people, and places at WCSU that may help you become a successful student. Because my day job is in the world of housing and residence life, we decided to do a show about living on your own. What it's like when you're doing it for the first time, what kinds of things you need to know how to do and to do, um, how to take care of things for yourself. So we've got a couple guests today who are going to talk with us about this, and I'd like to introduce them to you. First, we have Brianna, Brianna, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, I want to get it right. Brianna Saylor, who's an RA in Centennial Hall. Hi, Brianna. Hey. Woo-hoo. And Lafayette Gerst, who is our RD in Penny Hall. So. How you doing? I just waved, but I realized nobody yeah. can see that. So <laughs> I know we all we all think we're on camera all the time, don't we? So welcome to the show, and uh, I think we'll just jump right in. So, Brianna, as a student, you're a whole lot closer to you know this actual moving out on your own for the first time thing than either Lafayette or mm-hmm. I are. So, what kinds of things have you found to be useful when you were first out on your own and living on your own? Oh my gosh. Um, let's see. Definitely making sure you get everything you need before you move to school. Because mm-hmm. say if you don't have a car then, and you don't know the bus system, especially if it's a new place, then you're going to kind of be out of luck. So if you can go shopping, you know, with your parents beforehand. Um, and then when you get there, try to find somebody who has a car. I know that sounds... <laughs> yeah. Like you're using them, but no, it really does come in handy because then you could just go to the nearest store, if anything. All right, good advice, Lafayette. What are what are things you thought about with uh, living on your own for the first time? Um, the main thing that I thought about, and it's something my grandfather taught me before I came. He mm-hmm. said, "Know your resources." You know, more than anything, when you first get there, he made me learn who the police were who all the maintenance people were, mm-hmm. and especially, believe it or not, especially for on-campus people, the cafeteria workers. Yeah. Even when I lived off-campus, I can't tell you how many times where I wasn't able to fill my refrigerator when I had my own apartment, but because I befriended some of the cafeteria workers, mm-hmm. I would see them and say, hey, are you hungry? You know, we have some leftover chicken wings or some burgers here. Take yeah. some with you. So yeah. that's what helped me out was to get to know the resources. Yeah, I think that's good ideas too. You know, you and I talked a lot over the last year about this whole idea of being self-sufficient and living on your own. So what what kind of things surprise you that students come not knowing? Uh, um, <laughs> I would have to say, I guess it's the generational thing now, but a lot of the students now are very tech savvy and book smart, mm-hmm. but they lack life skills. And that's what I'm noticing. I'm seeing a lot of students who don't know simple things like how to wash clothes, how to <laughs> properly Make macaroni and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> where you have water. to put the water in the cup first <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> before you microwave yeah. it. You know, things of that nature, all the way to how to dress for interviews. I've seen over the years some students running out saying, oh, I have an interview for this scholarship or interview for this job, and they're still in jeans, sneakers, and a T-shirt. Mm-hmm. I'm like, no, what are you doing? You know, you need to dress accordingly. Yeah. So just life skills. It surprises me how many of them don't have, yeah. the, you know, that knowledge. Yeah, it's funny you mentioned laundry because literally 20 minutes ago in the office, there was a kid in uh, doing some change to his meal plan, and we have laundry bags and a little thing, a sample of laundry detergent mm-hmm. there, and he was picking one up, and he's like, 
yeah, I don't know if I'm even going to do laundry. I don't know how to do it. And so he's talking with the desk worker about, you know, well, there's YouTube, so you could actually watch how to do laundry. And right. and actually our laundry service, automated laundry, um, they also do, um, they have a thing you can link to that tells you about separating your clothes into colors and washing, huh. you know, what in hot and what in cold and how much soap to use and, and all those kinds of things. So, yeah, laundry was one of my favorite things when I was going to school because I had been doing laundry for years mm-hmm. and uh, watching people who had never done laundry before. You know, it's funny enough to just learn how to use a machine because it's not the same as your home machine. Mm-hmm. But I think then when you start to watch people try to figure out, you know, I saw somebody putting in a red shirt with their underwear. and I'm like, no, you don't oh, want to do that. <laughs> Unless you want to be pink for the rest of your life, you just don't want to do that. So. Well, nobody sees it. Yeah. Well, well they might see. I was going to say, <laughs> underwear maybe if you have a white shirt or something in right. there. That's, that's going to be a very sad thing. So. But it's, it's funny that you, I just want to say that you mentioned laundry because I don't want people to feel bad about knowing how to do laundry. Yeah. I've been doing laundry since I was about 12 years old. Yeah. My mother always had me do my own. She said, you're going to need to know how to do this. But even just recently, I have two little girls and we were folding clothes and I looked at one of the shirts in my daughter's pile. I was like, when did you get that shirt? That looks just like a shirt that your mom used to have. <laughs> and then my wife looked at it and she says, that is my shirt. And I was like, "Uh uh-oh, there's a chance I shrunk your shirt. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) So, you know, we still mess up, everybody. Even when you've been doing it for years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, So, I feel bad. There's always that thing. And a lot of people, you know, your your mom's been doing this stuff for you. I had a a cousin who was actually engaged to be married and had never cooked for herself. And so, she Mm. thought... She would start off by trying to make cookies, and she was making chocolate chip cookies. Now, you don't get a whole lot easier than that in cookie world. Right. But she forgot to put flour in. Oh, so my gosh. So it was chocolate chip soup, you know. So <laughs> oh my it, it's, it's a learning process, mm-hmm. and that's part of what we're here for. And that kind of leads nicely into my next question, because you both live in, like, suite and mm-hmm. apartment-style buildings. Mm-hmm. And I know you, you did live in Grasso, right? So, yeah. um so, people do a lot of cooking for themselves there. They try. <laughs> and, and things. Um, and, and an apartment has a lot more challenge, I guess, to it than, you know, just one of the rooms here. So, what are some of those things? And what do people need to be prepared for if they're moving into one of our, you know, suite or apartment buildings? Annie, um, jump right in. Okay. Um... <laughs> I feel as if students need to be prepared for people who aren't the same as them because I know that for me personally, I like to clean my dishes Mm -hmm. while I have something, for example, in the oven. I don't like to leave it, and then some other people, they'll leave it, and it's like, what are you doing? (laughs) No. But um, they just have to understand that it is going to be a little scary Mm -hmm. to communicate But you have to do it because if you don't, then it's going to just bottle up and no, it's not good. You just have to communicate. Also, be prepared for sharing your fridge. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not your fridge at home where you could put everything everywhere. It's always good to at least say, hey, this is my side. Mm -hmm. This is your side. Um, The bathrooms (laughs) and cleaning. 
because in my house, the bathroom and the kitchen are two, like, most important places. So the bathroom always has to be kept clean as well as the kitchen. So also talk to your roommate and suite mates about, hey, when are we going to clean? And tell them how you like it clean. Because clean to me might not be clean to somebody else. And then that's where, you yeah. know, they could ultimately butt heads. I think, yeah. too, that, you know... If you're coming up to the west side and you've been living your first year down here, you know, they are group bathrooms and so the custodial staff does them. When you move into the suites and apartments, that's your job. Mm -hmm. Your job is cleaning inside that area. We give it to you clean when you move in and, you know, it's your job to take care of it mm -hmm. during the course of the year. Nobody comes in and cleans your bathroom or cleans right. your kitchen or those kinds of things. So, And I think so. it's definitely, like you said, communication is key. It's funny because you and I wouldn't have been able to room together then because I'm the type of person that I like to let my dishes soak. No, you know, they put... only soak them um, if they need to be soaked. <laughs> they always need to be soaked. No. <laughs> you got to let the, the bubbles work I'm for gonna a while. I'm going to have to do a mediation here, right? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, communication is big, but I think it's also important when you move into that type of environment to learn to be proactive because there's nothing worse. You know, like, like you said, in traditional uh, residence halls, Maintenance and custodians take care of the bathrooms. They refill the toilet paper. They refill the soap. When you live in the apartment style, you have to take care of that as well. And there's nothing mm -hmm. worse than in the middle of the night, you go to the bathroom, you look over, and uh-oh, there's no toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Luckily, a lot of the buildings at the front desk have extra rolls in case you run into that emergency. Um, but yeah, but really... it's an emergency situation, too, and that's something to, like, sorry to interrupt you, but... Right. You know, it's not there to be your stockpile for exactly. for stuff. You're responsible for that in the apartments and suites, too. So. Exactly. So yeah. we don't just hand it out willy-nilly, yeah. you know. But if, if you're in that moment, we will help you. Yeah. But, yeah, you have to be proactive. And that also goes with the kitchen. You know, you want to cook, and you want to make sure you have the spices you like or, or the utensils you mm -hmm. need. You want to make sure they're clean. You don't want to run in there and try and cook, and everything as you don't like is sitting in the <laughs> sink soaking. Somebody should have cleaned them, you know. So yeah. communication and being proactive, I think, are the two biggest keys yeah. to functioning in an apartment. Yeah. I was I was reading, as I was getting ready for this, on a website that had just tips for people who were going away to school and, and things that they want, you, you know, want to suggest people do for yeah. uh, living on your own for the first time. And And one of the things that they said, which I thought was really good, was creating a budget and trying to stick with mm. it. You know, and so I wondered, you know, if you had thoughts about that. I mean, you know, you might be coming from having an allowance. Do you still get that from your parents when you're here? Right. Are you working? If you're working, what do you usually spend your money on? What might you have to spend it on now that you didn't mm -hmm. have to spend it on mm -hmm. before? You know, I just wondered if you guys had any thoughts about that. For me, I stopped getting an allowance <laughs> I don't know how old, but I know I started working when I was 16. So for me, I just have that. You just have to work. Mm -hmm. um, however, for people who still get allowance or used to and then realize that they're not able to because now yeah. they're in college, it's always good to save up money, save as much money as you can. Also, coupon. Um, I'm just now starting the coupon, but my parents have been doing it. You can save a lot. Yeah. Coupon is amazing. Yes. If you don't know about couponing, <laughs> look up Extreme Couponing. Mm -hmm. I love it. I live by it. Yes. 
Yes. Yeah, and see, this is where you and I part ways because I just can't be bothered with it. My what? sister does oh it, and and she is she's not extreme, but like she drives to different stores because they mm -hmm. have treats and things. No, you got to double up the coupons. Yeah. You got to look at the penny saver and see mm -hmm. which ones. It's, yeah, it's that's why money. she's going to be retiring to Hawaii in a few years, and I'm still working. <laughs> <laughs> you know, one of the things that I think goes along with the budget thing too is the idea of credit, and a lot mm -hmm. of students get credit cards when they come to school some because you know there are giveaways for mm -hmm. for college students to try to get them in that and some usually just you know your parents will get you mm -hmm. a card so that you can buy books mm -hmm. or have something for an emergency or things but I can't tell you the number of times that we've had you know students who get significant credit problems because mm -hmm. it's so easy to spend that money that you don't have to so um, they, you know, they recommend not spending anything more than you can pay off in mm -hmm. a month, mm -hmm. you know, so that you aren't building up that interest rate because it adds up really fast. Really fast. Yeah. And it pays down really it's, slowly. <laughs> well, I think that um, it's, it's dangerous, too, because we all know the credit card companies target college students. Mm -hmm. That's the prime area they want to get you because they know you don't have anything normal mm -hmm. and they want you to spend that money. And I don't think there's really a right or wrong as to whether you yeah. should or shouldn't have the credit card. It's more so just know yourself. Yeah. If you're somebody that can be responsible and you have an econ a cash flow to where you can pay it back, mm -hmm. then if it works for you, go ahead. But if you know you're not sure where that money's coming from the next two weeks <laughs> or the next month, you probably shouldn't open that credit card yeah. because, like you said, when they want their money back, they're going to get it one way or the other. Yeah. So you don't want to get yourself in trouble with that because they can jump. that Those payments yeah. can go from... $10 a month to $300 to almost $1,000, depending on that credit card you get. So, But you don't want to, you also don't want to just not have it either because you're at a stage in your life where you need to start mm -hmm. building your credit record right. and you need to have that because you're going to be wanting to buy a car, you're going to be wanting to get a lease or a mm -hmm. mortgage at mm -hmm. some point in time, and all of that is important to do. It's just important to also be smart about it too. And remember the 30% rule. They say keep 30% on your credit card, and that's the golden line for building your credit. Keep 30% of whatever your available allowance is on your credit card. Okay. Mm -hmm. I hadn't heard that before, so that's that's nice to know. <laughs> so, um, we talked a little before about cooking, and, and the, you know this site that I read talked about um, you know learning how to just cook a few basic meals so that you can can support yourself. And then Grasso and Penny in particular... You know, they have the very lowest meal plan mm -hmm. for most of those students. So you're doing a whole lot more cooking on your mm -hmm. own usually then. So when you were living in Grasso, did you cook for yourself? Did you guys cook together ever? Did you have, like, family meal things or was it mostly? <laughs> I, some people have done that. I talked to somebody mm -hmm. last year, and, and they made a point once a week they were going to have a family, you know, an apartment meal together and that you know they would switch around and people would bring things from like a home recipe or something that they had but mm -hmm. um you know usually i'm guessing it's like me at home i cook at one time and ellie cooks at another and yeah. um we never had any family meals we just cooked individually yeah. however um i started meal prepping oh. so i would make a big dish and then set it aside for a week. Mm -hmm. I also recommend cooking rice because for me, rice is a staple food. I can eat rice all the time. Rice, pasta, something that you know will fill you up. 
um, chicken, tofu, just proteins that'll keep you full. Um, I mean, you could definitely tell your sweet mates or ask them if you want to do family cooking and see what they say. But, um, like I said, for me, for the most part, I just cook by myself. But I would share if they wanted some. Yeah. So I wouldn't be selfish. <laughs> no, if they wanted some, I would definitely say, hey, like, do you guys want to try this? Or, like, tell me what I should improve on. Yeah. You know, they're like taste testers. Well, it's <laughs> nice when you have roommates, too, and people have different backgrounds and things. Mm-hmm. Then, you you know, you walk through the halls and you start smelling cooking mm-hmm. that has all these different smells in it too so when it's good I, smells it's yeah nice. yeah yes. <laughs> not the not the burning macaroni and cheese right. i think um you know a lot of the the buildings do like iron chef competitions mm-hmm. and things to a teach you some cooking skills but also to to showcase what people can do because people are a lot more talented than than i think we are yeah it's surprising the amount of culinary skill that these students have yeah a lot of them i know earlier i said a lot of them don't have life skills but the ones who do who know how to cook can cook very well yeah very well and we have some future chefs in these <laughs> buildings, so you know make use of them mm-hmm. um you know one of the things that we haven't talked about that i think is really important is is safety yes. keeping yourself safe keeping the building safe keeping your own valuables and things safe thoughts about that i would one thing I always stress, and I tell everybody when they come into Penny especially, make sure you have something that you can secure your belongings when you're not in there. Yeah. Whether it be a footlocker with a padlock area or a trunk or a little safe under your bed, something where when you're not there, especially because in Penny we know that doors don't always stay locked. Mm-hmm. The main doors do, but your bedroom doors. And, you know, you don't always know everybody that's your sweet mate. You don't always have the best relationship with your sweet mm-hmm. mate. So you're doing a lot of trusting when you walk out and leave your necklaces or rings or wallet Mm -hmm. on the counter, even when you run to the bathroom. Um, So I tell everybody, make sure you have a spot where you can put it away, lock it up. And if they get into that, now we're in a whole other area. Now we're looking into more break-ins and theft, but, you know. And I think, you know, it's really important just to talk about, excuse me, talk about things like, not letting people you don't know into the building with you. There's right. that tag along thing. Or if somebody's at the door, they've got to live there too. And and mm-hmm. we try to keep our halls pretty secure. I mean, we have a desk that's in operation most of the time that that will mm-hmm. verify if people live there or not, or if you're visiting. But you know, it it gets a little complicated sometimes. And and it's not. It is your own safety that we're concerned about. But you also are concerned about the safety of everybody else who lives there too. Right. So you know, it's important to. To kind of think about that, um, you know, we talked about cleaning and stuff, particularly in the kitchens, and and you know, I, I was thinking back about horror stories over the years, and and the worst one for me was once in Grasso, and somebody had left in May. We closed down the building, but the custodians didn't get into Grasso for about six weeks, and somebody had left <laughs> a roast. In, oh in the refrigerator, but unplugged their refrigerator. Oh. And it was, yeah. So six weeks later, they come in to clean the oh. apartment. And it was the foulest smell oh. ever. It was just, you know, it was it was really, really horrible. But, That's terrible. you know, I, I just want to touch base one more time about that idea of, of making sure that you're cleaning. Because you are responsible for cleaning inside. Mm-hmm. So... You know, doing your laundry 
and that includes washing your sheets every once in a mm-hmm. while and and cleaning your bathrooms and mopping the floors in your kitchen you know because mm-hmm. they get really sticky and gross and fire safety kinds of things because if you aren't cleaning off your your stove and your oven a lot right. of times there's grease that's mm-hmm. splattered and and you know it's easy for it to catch on fire sometimes right. and Remember that it's never, never good to throw water on a kitchen fire. Never. <laughs> use, use extinguishers that are or there. Or smother but, it. You know. Um, but with what? Yeah. Well, okay, for a good example. If you have a grease fire in a pan mm-hmm. and the put pan a comes with a, with a lid that fits it, put the lid right on top of it. It will put it out. Okay. Or put a bigger pan on top right. of it. Right. Yeah. Because you're cutting it, the oxygen supply yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> See, I didn't know that. I know we, that for a, an oven in the fire, you just keep the oven closed. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it, it stops the fire from getting out. So. Right. But I do want to just say one thing with yeah. the, on what you said is that I think what a lot of residents deal with is the assumption attitude. You know, they come from home and it's the assumption that, oh, if I don't pick it up, it'll get picked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, mom, dad, brother, sister, grandparents, whoever they live with, aunt, uncle, will go by behind them and pick it up. But when you get to the residence hall, uh, everybody has the attitude, I'm not picking up after that person. Mm-hmm. So even if you got to share the same space, they don't want to clean up after what you just did. Yeah. So now that mess will go unclean yeah. and it builds on top of each other. Yeah. So don't do the assumption that somebody else would get it. You take care of it when it's your mess or when yeah. it's, it's something you made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we're running quickly out of time. I just want to ask you guys if there are, you know, one or two things that you really want people to think about or tips that you have for this you know living by yourself and it's not really by yourself but it's living Mm -hmm. by yourself with other people too Mm -hmm. so are there you know things that you want students to think about or you know be prepared for um i say think about it well no think about your living space before you get there and prepare yourself and even ask your parents hey mom and dad what was it like when you moved out of you know mm-hmm. grandma and grandpa's house or you know great aunt great uncle just so you can get a little like familiar mm-hmm. with how things would be um now that we have so much technology you could always youtube because right. people post yeah. everything they have vlogs so you could just say oh okay they did this they did that um, also, email your sweet mates. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I did that when I lived in Grasso. We emailed each other, then exchanged phone numbers, and got to see, um, what, got to find out how we were cleaning wise. Um, and also, like Lafayette said, don't assume. Cause I know that for me, when I was in Grasso, there was a little bit of an assumption of who's going to take out the trash. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And to be frank, I got tired of taking out the trash no. all the time, <laughs> and I just left it. But then an odor came, and I said, I can't stand it, so yeah. I ended up having yeah. to take out the trash <laughs> again. So yeah. just definitely prepare yourself and be open-minded. Yeah. Don't mm-hmm. just say, oh, I'm here. So everybody has different styles. Everybody grew in different places. Yeah. Yeah. And and Lafayette, you had talked a little bit, maybe it was a discussion we had about that idea of motivation and Mm self-motivation. I wanted to know if you would maybe talk about that a few minutes before we go. Definitely. I just wanted to um, remind everybody that when you get, especially into department-style living, you have to be self-motivated. 
you know, when you come to college in general, you have to be self-motivated. There's nobody mm-hmm. waking you up anymore saying, mm-hmm. hey, time to get up and go to school, get your clothes on, get your backpack on. No. Yeah. You need to make sure you set that alarm, <laughs> get up, turn the alarm off. My suggestion, I tell everybody, put the alarm out of arm's reach from the bed mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. way you actually have to get up to turn it off and now you're up and out of the bed. Um, I failed at that myself, but <laughs> <laughs> make sure you do that. And then just be self-motivated. In apartment style, like I said earlier, you have to make sure that you have the items you need. You know, So you might want to go ahead and make lists every week of the things you mm-hmm. want to mm-hmm. get for your building, talk to everybody, Things, I mean for your suite. Talk to your um, suite mates. And just, like I, like I said, be smel- smel- self-motivated <laughs> with the things you do. So yep. that'll get Absolutely. you through. You know, I think this this idea of you know, being a responsible adult human being is, is a tough thing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's really difficult when you're trying to balance your schoolwork and probably a job and extracurricular stuff and maybe a special research project. I mean, there's always something coming up. But... Um, you know, I think that with just a little self-reflection and some motivation and taking the time to really think through, it's going to be much easier for you. So I, I mm-hmm. hope you found some of the things that we've talked about here useful. And uh, um, thank you both for being with us, Brianna and, and Lafayette. Thanks. Because I think no, the, thanks for having me. the advice you have has been really good for people. So. Um, if you had questions that jumped out at you while we were talking here or you have ideas about another topic you'd like to hear about, you can always email me at griffinm at wcsu.edu. And don't be afraid if you are in a building now and you have questions to talk to your RAs or your RD about those questions and you know taking care of yourself in your room or apartment because um, they'll be more than willing to help you out with that. So. Um, That's going to be it for now from Gavin Grove, so bye-bye.